Hello and welcome back to the Economic Review. Today we're going to be talking about healthcare savings accounts as an option for healthcare reform. Health savings accounts are a little used feature of Americans' current healthcare system. HSAs provide individuals with an opportunity to save tax free income to be used on future medical expenses. HSA expansion could prove a legitimate route for healthcare reform with broad bipartisan support. Health savings accounts or HSAs, are pre-tax savings accounts that allow consumers to set aside money for certain health care services. They're linked to high-deductible health plans because they allow enrollees to pay for qualified out-of-pocket medical expenses, not fully covered by their insurers. Congress first established HSAs in 2003 under the Medicare Prescription Drug Improvement and Modernization Act. Federal regulations on HSAs limit their power and usefulness. Still, in a landscape where employees have nearly no control over their healthcare dollars, health savings accounts permit some semblance of control. HSAs present a bipartisan path to healthcare reform that gives employees the power to make healthcare decisions. The National Health Expenditures Projection by the Office of the Actuary and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services predicts that national health spending will reach $6.2 trillion by 2028. Currently, employers control about $1 trillion of employees' earnings to provide employer-paid health insurance. Firms that offer health insurance reduce employee wages by $16,000 for family coverage and $6,000 for individual coverage. More shocking is that most U.S. adults have little grasp of how much control over their earnings they're forfeiting. A 2021 Cato-YouGov poll reveals, quote, Half of U.S. adults do not know employers fund employee health insurance by reducing wages. A third incorrectly believe employers fund those payments by reducing company profits or executive compensation. Most U.S. adults are also in the dark about how much health care spending comes from the government. 83% of health spending in our country is compulsory. Most respondents thought that when a government controls 50% of a country's health spending, it has a government-run health system. Yet, they don't recognize it as such in America. U.S. adults also broadly agree that workers have a right to control their earnings and make their own health care decisions without government penalization. And while only a small percentage of adults report having an HSA, or about 76% of Democrats, 80% of Republicans, and 72% of Independents, Support letting workers put all $16,000 of their healthcare dollars into an HSA tax-free. It's hard to imagine a healthcare reform platform that could have broader support. That's because the freedom to make our own medical and healthcare decisions is fundamental. Americans enjoyed those rights until the introduction of federal income tax in 1909. Under the U.S. tax guidelines, employer-sponsored health care is exempt from federal income and payroll taxes, inducing employers to substitute health coverage for wages. This exemption is the most extensive special tax break in the U.S. tax code, accounting for $126 billion annually. According to Director of Health Policy Studies of the Cato Institute, Michael F. Cannon, the tax exemption distorts the efficient functioning of healthcare markets in three main ways. 
It encourages people to have more health insurance coverage than they otherwise would. It favors employer-provided insurance over other types of health insurance, and it favors spending on health care rather than non-healthy expenditures or saving. The health care exemption shifts control from individuals to employers, reduces low-cost, high-quality care incentives, and reduces choice and competition. Robert Moffitt, a senior fellow of the Heritage Foundation, says, quote, Americans do not have a choice of health plans that provide personalized, patient-centered care, meaning the kind of health coverage and care that they personally choose and control and that is directly accountable to them. Key decisions on the kinds of health, health plans, benefits, and payment arrangements that are available are largely reserved to government officials, corporate human resources officials, or health insurance executives. Few Americans look at the pre-selected health care plan provided to them and shout, Array, this plan is just what I would have chosen for myself. I can't think of another thing we shell out $16,000 for and don't get to make critical decisions. You get more choice and features when purchasing an economy car than your health care plan. Shocking, right? HSAs are a viable solution to giving Americans control over their health care dollars. But as they stand now... Health savings accounts only allow employees control over 4% of those dollars. That's it. They also come with strict regulations. Firstly, you must be enrolled in a high-deductible health plan, and that's generally a plan that only covers preventative services before the deductible. As of 2021, you can contribute up to $3,600 to your HSA for individual coverage and $7,200 for family coverage. You also can't have any other healthcare coverage in addition to your HDHP and cannot be enrolled in Medicare. Despite their current limitations, HSAs provide, prove successful in many aspects. HSA funds may be withdrawn tax-free for medical purposes, and unused balances roll over year to year and grow tax-free indefinitely. Individuals who can invest the maximum amount in their HSA each year can provide a substantial tax-free savings account to provide for health care-related costs associated with aging. According to a recent publication by the Cambridge University Press, enrollees in HSA-qualified plans are substantially more likely to ask about health care costs, to independently identify treatment options, and to select among treatments than enrollees in conventional insurance plans. Suppose the contribution allowances were increased to the entire $16,000 for families or $8,000 for individuals. In that case, Americans could use their HSAs to, top, to shop out-of-pocket for health care procedures or purchase an insurance plan of their choice, one that doesn't disappear if they lose their job, divorce, or retire. Health savings accounts also hold the key to lowering health care costs overall. When patients can comparison shop for healthcare, providers will be forced to reduce costs. That's just how competition works. A study of California employees who were required to pay the difference between the employer's contribution limit and the price of procedures proved that to be true. When evaluating the impact of reference pairing on the use of and prices paid for knee and hip replacement surgery, James C. Robinson and Timothy T. Brown found that surgical volumes for members increased 21.2% at low-priced facilities. Meanwhile, volume decreased 34.3% at high-priced facilities. What's more, 
Prices charged at high-price facilities dropped over 34% and another 5.6% at low-cost facilities. The study illustrated that when consumers have the burden of cost and the ability to shop for healthcare, providers can and will drop prices to attract patients. Robinson and Brown's analysis indicated that 2011 reference pairing accounted for $2.8 million in savings. The potential HSAs have in lowering healthcare costs is unmatched. When patients hold control of their healthcare spending, providers will be forced to provide pricing information and compete in ways that insurance companies have not been able to achieve, or at least not so far. According to Canon, large HSAs would create more competitive healthcare markets. Because HSA holders would be spending their own money on their own behalf, they would demand greater value. Consumers would pressure providers to reduce costs, provide better information, and give high-quality service. Competition would force all providers and insurers to focus on consumers' needs. It's already happening for patients who elect to pay cash upfront for their procedures. According to consumer reports, more doctors, hospital networks, and treatment centers offer significant discounts for patients who forego using their insurance and pay cash upfront. Gene Pinder, CEO of Clear Health Costs, reports that, quote, a woman in Louisiana reported paying $766 for an echocardiogram using her insurance. She later learned that the cash price for the same procedure was almost half as much, around $400. Reports like this one prove that healthcare providers have much more flexibility and competitiveness than insurers lead us to believe. In addition to allowing Americans to regain control over their healthcare decisions and negotiate prices, HSAs are undoubtedly the best, best tax shelter to save money. Not only do you avoid paying income taxes on contributions made to an HSA, but contributions made through your employer's cafeteria plan also avoid FICA taxes. HSA contributions remain in your account as long as you use them and earn interest tax-free. Distributions are also tax-free as long as they're used for qualified medical expenses. Your health savings account remains with you, even if you change employers or leave the workforce. And it becomes an IRA-like account when you reach retirement age. Most HSAs even allow for the funds to be invested. For healthy individuals who rarely need to use their HSA contributions for healthcare expenses, this can provide an excellent way to save money for later years, especially when they might need that money for healthcare costs later in life. Health savings accounts offer great benefits as they are today, and I recommend that everyone take full advantage of them. But for HSAs to become a viable solution to healthcare reform, there's some changes needed. Firstly, contributions need to absolutely need to be increased to $8,000 or $16,000 for families. This increase would allow 97% of workers to receive the total value of their current health benefits as a cash deposit. Congress must also eliminate the requirement that HSA holders obtain health insurance while allowing HSA funds to be used for insurance premiums. This change would enable individuals to make the best decisions for their health care. Many may elect to purchase the employer's plan, but others could choose to pay out-of-pocket for health expenses, and that might make sense for some people. And some may look to a marketplace to select a plan. Regardless, in the end, it would be the consumer's choice, 
as it should be. The creation of larger HSAs would have other benefits. According to Kennan, large HSAs would make healthcare much more equitable. Today, high-income earners receive the largest tax benefits, while many low-income workers receive zero benefits because their employers offer no coverage. Large HSAs would extend tax benefits to low-income workers who today receive none, because employers who do not provide coverage could still make HSA contributions. Critics of large health savings accounts say that expanding HSAs would create revenue losses for the government. But we know that there is a gap between what future retirees will need in healthcare coverage and what the government can provide through Medicare. At least, that's what future predictions um, suggest. HSAs would help fill that gap. Other criticisms of HSAs posit that employees will leave employer plans, increasing premiums for those who remain. To that notion, Cannon responds, quote, Similar objections were raised about current HSAs, and yet there's little evidence of such adverse selection. Even if there were, it does not follow that workers who can find a better deal elsewhere should be forced to stay with their employer's plan. Of the healthcare reform options currently on the table, only an expansion of health savings accounts provides true freedom for Americans to make their own healthcare spending decisions. It's also the only option that has been shown to create lower prices and competition in healthcare procedures and services. It also doesn't require a tax increase to fund and allows patients the opportunity to earn a tax break of their own savings dedicated to healthcare spending. Expanding health savings accounts is not currently being debated in Congress as an avenue to healthcare reform in America. Instead, politicians are focusing on a public option to compete directly with private coverage in the non-group market. Medicare buy-in, which allows younger people to enroll in Medicare and Medicaid once and for all, which allows private insurance or regulates it to providing a level of supplemental coverage. The cost projection for each plan is astronomical. A conservative estimate to fund Medicare for all is about $33 trillion over 10 years. Yet, they still don't allow nearly as much flexibility and personal choice as expanding health savings accounts could. For now, HSA expansion remains a viable bipartisan solution to healthcare reform, and it's largely being ignored. But for the right politician, it could be a platform that restores healthcare decision-making to Americans where it belongs. Thank you so much for listening to the Economic Review. We'll be back soon with the latest.